0: This is the Kane Hall Sports Show on HWD Hospital Radio. I'm Kane Hall, and I'll be keeping you up to date with all the local sport with my trusted psychic, me, Danny Shaw, as we preview the weekend sport in action every Friday from 7 till 8. Hey up, indeed, hey up, indeed. How are we, Danny? You're here this week on time as I asked
1: yeah plenty of time to spare and uh, I'm not so bad mate thank you for asking how about you
0: yeah I'm steady away mate and I'm just I've been nervous the past few weeks (laughs) because I know you we work and um, you've been working a a bit around in your new role and you know motorways and on nights and rainy nights and dark nights it does get a bit scary when you tell me and you ring me up at quarter six I'm on A1 Oh, okay
1: Yeah, it's, it, it's why last week I didn't even text you just to uh, just to make you worry a little bit more Yeah, it
0: really does get nerve-wracking But thank you for being here on time It's the <laughs> Kane Hall Sports Show
2: The Kane Hall Sports Show With Kane and Danny It's not all
0: balls It's not all balls, no it's not But we're going to start with the football results from last weekend um, Leeds United, they beat Blackburn 2-1 at home Huddersfield Town lost 3-1 away at Preston Shrewsbury and Bradford City drew one-all at Shrewsbury. Brighouse Town lost 4-2 to Town, which I might touch on that with uh, one of the guesses that we've had uh, on recently. Um, Sedge had two games, uh, one at the weekend. They lost to Grimsby at home, uh, but during the week, I think it was Tuesday, they beat Hansworth away, but Danny, Sedge were 3-0 down at half-time and managed to win 4-3. Bradford also had a fixture uh, during the week. They played Rochdale at home in the EFL Trophy, and they lost two one.
1: Right. Um. I don't really have much to uh, to review from last week. But if you uh, if you indulge me, I'm going to go back to WWE. I didn't think we were going to uh, we were going to bring this up again so soon. But they were in the UK this past week. Yeah. So there was SmackDown on the Friday night on the eighth. Um, Tyson Fury was in the ring again. Um, he, uh, he thanked Braun Strowman for the match, which seemed a bit weird. Uh, I think Braun Strowman made a comment, you know, there's no team that will even think about coming down to fight us or whatever. It gave some sort of challenge. And, of course, somebody who had no chance at all did challenge. Um, they're both, I think, Tyson Fury knocked one of them out. Braun Strowman did his thing. That's pretty much it for SmackDown. On Raw, uh, they were a bit of a UK Sort of feel, not just with them being in the UK. Uh, Seth Rollins had a fight with the NXT UK or the United Kingdom champion, uh, a gentleman called Walter, who is a is a very big fella, is a strong fella, obviously. I'd imagine you, so. You'd have to be for, for that kind yeah. of work. Uh, it ended in disqualification, and I think his team did some sort of. I think they were the reason that he got disqualified. So another match was made, uh, a four-on-four tag team match with. Walter and his team called Imperium, I think that's how you say it, it looks about right, against Seth Rollins, Kevin Owens and the Street Profits. Uh, Seth Rollins' team won. Uh, the UK, Walter, didn't really end very well for him. Uh, there's something else I want to uh, talk about, and it's uh, the WWE, um, probably the one of the poster girls for the Women's Revolution, Charlotte Flair. Uh,
0: Charlotte Flair? Yes, the that daughter Flair
1: of... The Nature Boy The Nature Boy Rick player. Woo <laughs> <laughs> Yes Rick I had a feeling you were going to do that I Really, My favourite play- player My favourite <laughs> wrestler I just <laughs> love that noise It's great I know It's brilliant how he does it And he does it so consistently as well it's so, Every time it's fantastic Yeah It is If
0: I could get lessons from him I would go.
1: Yeah. <laughs> to be fair, Charlotte's not too bad at herself. So, I, she might and be if she's
0: to. a looker, I'll definitely take some lessons off her too.
1: Oh, dear. Um, anyway, she, uh, she did an interview uh, over the weekend okay. um, where she, uh, she was speaking about uh, her recent title reigns. So she's had three title reigns this year, but in total, they were only for 17 days. Mm. So that looks quite bad. She's, she's got 10 titles overall. And people have been giving her a bit of stick for it, which seems a bit unwarranted. But she's come out and she's said the main reason that the title reigns have been sort of so short is because she's kind of playing a heel character and the point of a heel character is to get the good guys over. Or if another heel character comes in, to make them look even more evil, villainous than what she is. Okay. So it's to get another person over and she's saying it's a big picture sort of thing. And it's amazing when you listen to uh, these wrestlers talk about uh, the job that they do because they tread towards the line so close. They'll talk very honestly, but they won't shatter the illusion that, that, that WWE has. And uh, this whole interview took place on, on Talk Spots so quite a reputable...
0: Talkspot?
1: Oh, yeah, Talkspot, the radio station. Talk talk sport you must have heard about talk sport what what do they do well they uh, they converse with athletes or about athletes and their chosen activity so essentially talk about sport
0: <laughs> what an original name that is then
1: oh yeah the man the man in front of me got, you know firing shots at a nationally recognized uh, radio station about being unimaginative kane hall of the kane hall sports show
0: uh yeah. Yeah. Mm.
1: Anyway, <laughs> that's it for, uh, for the WWE.
0: <laughs> Over to the Rugby League. Great Britain lost again uh, to New Zealand, this time by a bigger margin. It was 32-8. And in the women's, England Lions beat Papua New Guinea 24-10. The Kane Hall Sports
2: Show on HWD Hospital Radio.
0: Helen, what a fantastic question you have you have put onto the chat box I I love this. Danny hasn't seen it yet so I'm gonna read it out to him and everybody else but this is this is brilliant this is what chat box is for and Helen thank you so much for this question. Kane, what do you think about the media and the negative views of the England squad and the tournament that's occurring? Why can't they leave England to play the game without interfering? How have they played in the past with negative views I don't know let's get behind them um i know they had a reasonable win against montenegro which was last night Uh, yeah yeah, it was last night it was 7-0 um so we're going to go on to that Uh, but helen's also mentioned that um as for the stoke prediction prediction don't know whether she should take me off her christmas list um helen i'd love her christmas card off you and um she says hello danny
1: oh hello helen
0: um, so that's where Andy is. I'm sure Andy's listening to it somewhere. Um, Helen, fantastic question. Thank you for that. Uh, in my eyes, I think that the media are England's international football team's worst enemy, and I think this is because of of football in terms of how it's related to everybody, in terms of the money, in terms of the people, in terms of what it's branded as, and in terms of the business. If you if you're not a footballer or not a footballing fan, you're jealous, I would say, of a footballer in terms of what they get paid, in terms of their lifestyle, which is uh, understandable. Mm. I, I mean, everyone is. I, I'm I'm massively jealous of, of of any footballer who gets to play professionally and gets paid for it. That's fantastic. And there's always the argument about, well, doctors save lives. Uh, soldiers look after his country. All this stuff. 100% agree. It it really should be the other way around the way these people get paid. 100%, no doubt about it. But unfortunately, the way of the world is different. And yeah. football is the is 100% the the biggest sporting business in the world, and is probably one of the biggest businesses in the world as well. In in terms of competing with an oil company competing with a telecoms company football, the game, is up there with that Yeah, and it shows with viewing around the world, you can go anywhere in the world ask them what football team they support they will say a football team ask them what mobile phone they got, they might not have one but they might have a shirt with David Beckham on the back, Wayne Rooney on the back Kane Hall on the back mm-hmm. it, it's one of them, so football is so huge and what the point i'm trying to get to helen is that they're so jealous and they want to ruin these people's these people's lives in a way um footballers can't go out they no. they can't go out without without being idolized if you're at the top or without being scrutinized if you're at the top or even if you're, if you're at the bottom i was listening to a podcast um, recently with a footballer called Tom Pope and he plays at Port Vale. Uh, he's very active on social media. Very, very active. And he says it how it is. And that's great. That is really good because that is what Twitter is for. But he kept getting told off by the PFA, the FA, his club. He shouldn't be saying this, shouldn't be saying that. But at the end of the day, that's his life. But because he's a footballer, he is scrutinised for it. Whereas Danny... The company that you work for, would you get scrutinised for saying something similar what he would? Uh
1: probably not, but no, I don't, I don't that, think I've got many prob-
0: probably not. <laughs> We're gonna keep it there. Probably yeah. not. Me too. I I do work within the NHS and my opinions on football, that's not gonna get me sacked from my job or get me have a review or whatever they do about it. So and the point is it feels like the media want to find Things that people want to read, and it's it's all wrong. It's all wrong. They think that no, it's not all wrong. Sports fans want to hear the good stuff. Yeah. If you're not a sports fan, that's why you want to hear the gossip.
1: Yeah. There's also a case for, for sort of like the national mentality in a way. Yeah. A, a lot of people like football. It, it don't matter if you sport Accrington, Manchester United, Manchester City. Newcastle, Yeovil—doesn't matter. You're going to be an England fan as of well. Of course, you are. Or you're more likely to be an England fan. So there's a big following there, and everybody likes or seems to like a negative story. It's got a bit of drama behind it. So I think what they're doing is they're just sort of merging that together, and they're just—they're making money out of it because it's selling papers. Yeah,
0: they—they they, they pick on England because they are the biggest footballing team, obviously in the country. Yeah. It's England, and there's. The best English players in there. So, whatever an English player does, oh, well, I shouldn't be doing that because they're getting paid over 60 grand a week. But they are human.
1: Yeah.
0: They are human as well. And it is really, really frustrating, Helen. Um, I think times are changing very, very, very slowly. Um, But I think, like Danny just said there, a national interest is gossip and bad things, and that's what people like to read. Whereas I, I don't believe that anymore. I think that. I think it's turning
1: yeah
0: i think it's turning especially in football world i think people want to see the the important things and the positives and it seems because i know that i spoke with um when i was at university andy walker i believe his name is he is to do with the england squad uh based at wembley stadium um and he He's it, basically he's involved with the team he's involved with the England first team and Gareth Southgate and everything like that at the World Cup media was actually invited to the hotel to to merge with the players and bond with the players to find good stories rather than keeping them out and the press looking over walls looking through windows, taking pictures trying to get all, all the dirtball stories that they can where this time, no come in, merge, see that these people are actually human and actually want to do well for the country. If you don't know, last weekend it was Liverpool versus Manchester City. Massive game in English football. Two England players squared up to each other, out of frustration and pure passion for the game. One of them players got booed yesterday Joe Gomez got booed, who was a Liverpool player, after Raheem Sterling was um, left out of the squad because he instigated the handbags, as you would call it nowadays, who plays for Manchester City. Raheem Sterling has come out and apologised to it, and he's apologised again after Joe Gomez got booed. The way people have reacted to that is brilliant. Mm. People have said... Well done, Sterling. Sorry, I might sneeze in a minute or something like that, so Danny might have to take over. Um, but they've just reacted so well on Twitter and everything like that. Rather than saying, I reckon maybe two, three years ago, it'll come out, Sterling's this, Sterling's that, blah, 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 blah. Like when it came out about his, his tattoo, because he has a, t- a tattoo of a gun on his leg. And it went it blew up massively they don't know why he's got a tattoo on his leg. It's not because he used to be in a gang when he lived in Wembley, because that's where uh, he was brought up and that's where he lived. It's because his dad was shot.
1: Yeah, I and remember it, it's a really personal story. It's salary. a
0: personal thing about his family and about his past and about his history. And this is the problem with the media. They get so involved in blowing things out of proportion. They just need to stop and in my head it is changing and Helen thank you thank you so much for that question because I feel like I've let off a lot of steam (laughs) but also it's brilliant to to get talking about it because we are in that transition transition page in my head that no more bad press about England but it's actually turning into good good things where people can get behind them and you know what I actually think was the start of this Olympics 2012 hmm. I don't know about you but when that happened there was just a feel of of patriotism
1: yeah I felt
0: really good about this country at that time and how well everything was run and how well we performed as a, as a country and everybody got behind them since then it started growing like the the, uh, the people of Great Britain, or England, or Scotland, Wales, Ireland, Northern Ireland, they're getting behind their national teams more and more and more. England, World Cup, that brought so many people together. People that don't even watch football watched England because of the occasion and what it was. The Rugby World Cup, which has recently just happened, so, so many people watched it Even though they don't know the rules or they've never really watched it. But this is... It's turning. And I really hope the press do start getting behind teams rather than finding the bad stuff. Because you know what? I don't care if Raheem Sterling's on 250 grand a week and at the weekend has gone out for a beer with his mates. I don't care. What I care about is he's... He, that he is a role model and that he is a good player for England. That is all I care about. And that's what the press need to care about. That's what they need to look at because that is the most important thing going forward for the England national team. Any thoughts, Danny?
1: Um, I, think, I think you might have taken every possible stance that I could have, uh, could have thrown in there. Yeah, so I spoke a lot I, there, didn't I? I? I, def- <laughs> I, def- I, def- I definitely agree with you on, on everything uh, that, that you've just said. It seems to be a bit of a mixed bag with the media. They, they either find something, pinpoint it, and they're really negative about it, or like when we come up to a tournament, they are quite positive. But as soon as the tournament starts, for some reason, they start slating them. Oh, oh yeah, of course I they do. I, I don't understand why, after that build-up, they'll sort of turn on them as the tournament's going on, whether or not they've won or lost. It's, it's confusing, I don't quite understand the, the mentality behind the build up and then the knockdown. That mentality is a man, uh,
0: mentality is a big thing. I'm just gonna come on to this one now actually. Uh, my car put in the chat box the press are all really interested in selling new newspapers and will do anything for a twist of a story to achieve it hundred percent. Now mentality. England had never won a penalty shootout at a World Cup before the World Cup at Russia in twenty eighteen. Gareth Southgate changed that mentality. He had players taking penalties in training, as they say they don't do it, but they do. He was showing them videos of players scoring penalties. The England national side, when they were away, did not see one video of the heartbreak of England losing a penalty Mm -hmm. shootout. I think Gary Lineker mentioned it as well during coverage of the World Cup and even when he was presenting one of the videos shown I think it showed part of a clip of an England player about to miss a penalty and it completely changed it changed into a positive mental attitude towards penalties I'm not saying that Gary Lineker had anything to do with all the videos but Gareth Southgate changing the mentality was a big thing And that mentality is changing amongst the press as well. I'd like to say anyway. You're a bit speechless because I think I've just spoke right at you, rather than talk to you. I've just spoke at you, Anna.
1: A little bit, yeah. I think I I still think it's a a bit of a mixed bag, and they do like the negativity. Uh, Sometimes some of the stories that they run, it feels like a caption competition. Yeah, of course it is. Like you said about Sterling and his tattoo, they've got a picture. And they just make up a story to go with it it doesn't matter w- what that person says how that person feels they'll pick it up they'll run with it and it'll snowball into something quite terrible to be fair it could affect that person's career in the end so uh, th- the end game i think uh i can't remember who it was i've said it on the chat box it's just to sell papers yeah so Mike. car people. said it mike I think you're spot on. It's just to sell newspapers, get as much money in the bank as you can, and it doesn't matter what you say or what the fallout is.
0: Yeah, it really is. But let's hope, I am right, and let's hope there's a change of mentality from the press. And Helen, once again, thank you for that absolutely amazing question. More of them in the future, please. That was great.
2: The Kane Hall Sports Show on HWD Hospital Radio.
0: Danny. Yes quiz question time chat box come on let's get involved with it
1: absolutely here we go who is the only player to be capped internationally by a non-european country to win the pfa young player of the year award
0: so i'll repeat that for you and i will mention i did get this in i think remember my third or fourth uh, it, maybe sooner. It actually. was
1: it was your fourth, but I don't think we can count your first two. Yes, yeah, So that we'll, is true. we'll call it your second. I,
0: I appreciate that. So I'll, the quite fair thank you. The question is who is the only player to be capped internationally by a non European country to win the PFA Young Player of the Year award? Get your answers in um, and we'll and we'll come back to that shortly. Just just before we go on to who's playing who this week, Ken Helen just mentioned again. Uh, this negative press has been going on for for a year. Um, all the different managers, and maybe Southgate is is starting a positive turn. Helen, I I agree with you. Um, I think there's, I think the Southgate appointment was was a very very good one because England fans love him and, and he really is starting to change it around. Halifax are playing walking away this weekend, Danny. Mm. Tough game.
1: Yes, I think the way that Halifax uh, seem to be playing at the moment. Hopefully, they've they've somewhat recharged or they've they've had a fire lit under them for this weekend because I think they need to find the form that they had earlier on in the season. The way that they're playing at the moment, they're just going to languish in mid table, and it's it's not what the fans want. They want to they want to see a promotion push, even if it's not automatic. Playoffs will do them just a bit of excitement at the end of the season.
0: Yeah, playoffs would do thing that's con- concerning me the most about Fax at the minute is their their form. It's so up and down. It's really not good enough. And walking, they're a well-established side now in the conference. They're a side that probably fight for, for playoffs each year. Um, well-balanced side, um, decent fan base, uh, good stadium, good facilities. And Halifax really need to sort the form out if they want anything out of the game but I think they might struggle. Um, Brighouse Town are at home tomorrow. They're playing Trafford FC. Brighouse have signed um, a young player from Bradford City today. Um, I can't remember his name off the top of my head, and there wasn't much, any information either from Brighouse or Bradford about about this player. Um, they are in a better, better way at the minute. They are scoring goals, as it seems. I mean, obviously, last week they lost... Four, 2 but that's because Kurt harris got sent off um i did have a word with him i asked him uh, was it a red he said yeah possibly more of a yellow i watched it back and Kurt, if you are listening i hope you are but it was a definite definite red mate <laughs> you, you were very, you were late you were very late um i can see why it could have been a yellow in in old fashioned football and I, I can see why it was was a red ducks. It was a bit late. Um but I loved it. I loved it. we a right tackle. Love to see them tackles in professional football, but you just don't get it. Um they're they're on home soil. Um, Joe Jagger's on form with a new sign in, so I, I know Joe as well, played with him is finishing is is brilliant and um seems as this he is getting involved a bit more. Um I'm sure he won't mind me saying this but he used to find himself wondering uh, quite a bit if things weren't going his way, but I think his mentality's changed. He's finding himself more central, more direct, um, and it's reaping the rewards for him. He's moved up two or three leagues. Um, he went up to Harrogate Railway um, after playing amateur with Littletown last season. He followed the coaching staff. Um, up there and he's been playing really well as captain, he's come back to Brighouse because he did have a spell at Brighouse for uh, a couple of seasons ago and he's on the score sheet so as long as he keeps doing that, Brighouse are going to find himself going up the table
1: Yeah, Oh certainly so, I think um, I think they were leading before, before Kurt got sent
0: the, off They were leading yeah and so, so two fantastic the goals Yeah, Shiraz Khan scored a, a beautiful goal, I'm not the biggest fan of him if I'm honest with you but he scored a wonderful goal and George Jagger again on the score sheet. So things are looking all right for them at the minute. Um, more loan signings coming in and, and they're working them well at the minute. So seems like Brighouse Town are in a, in a better position than they were at the beginning of the season, that's for sure. Now, Bradford City, they don't play this weekend, but they play on Tuesday night in the FA Cup and they're at home to Shrewsbury. Mm. Have oh, they just played Shrewsbury recently?
1: They have, it was in the FA Cup. Was well, it? This is the replay. Ah,
0: that's why. Um, Danny, they lost during the week. Yeah. To Rochdale.
1: Yeah, I think I think the the original game uh, where they drew one all um, at Shrewsbury, I think that kind of for Bradford was either win it in ninety minutes or lose it in ninety minutes because I want to concentrate on the league surely.
0: Yeah, that that's that's what you'd expect, but I mean, obviously, it didn't happen that way, but. Do Bradford want to have an FA Cup run as well as their promotion push? Uh,
1: maybe so, because there is a there is a tie between momentum, isn't there, between the cups and the leagues. But I think with them being in the EFL Cup now as well, with the with the loss against Rochdale uh, on Tuesday, um, I'm wondering if it's if it's becoming a bit too congested for them uh, to be able to focus on the league. I, that's always a worry. It's a worry for for any team in any any league really that that might happen. But I think Bradford, their main focus this season, it might be nice to have a cup run, but it's to get back up into League One because they do belong there really.
0: Yeah, that was that was the main thing. And you know the the game against Shrewsbury last time was pretty even. You you could say. Mm. So are we expecting another even game? Don't forget the time when Bradford did play Shrewsbury last time the pitches were soggy, they were awful. Mm. And, yeah, okay, they're still going to be pretty awful now, but I'd say the rain's held off a little bit this week compared to what it did the week or so ago. Yeah. So, and Bradford are going to play on the home pitch, which, unfortunately for Shrewsbury, or you could say fortunately for Shrewsbury, is going to be a better pitch than their own. Yeah. Due to the facilities and... And the stadium and and what we've spoke about plenty of times on it. um, so are Bradford going to go and win this game?
1: Uh, I'm not sure because it all depends as well on the on the sort of team that they'll they'll look to put out. Do they want to rest anyone? Do they want to go for broke and actually go for that cup run? It, I can't really <coughs> say. I know we're going to. Um, uh, I think we've got it in our little. Oh, game, got, we? yeah, yeah.
0: We'll we we'll come on to that. We'll come on to yeah, that. Yeah.
1: So I'm not sure what I'm going to put down for that, but I'm I'm not sure where where to stand
0: on that. One. No. So I, right, I will ask you then. I will ask you if they're going to go out and win. If if you were in that position, so we'll, we'll save that for the game. Sedge have two games. They play Staveley MW, which I believe is Miners Welfare, and they play that at home tomorrow. Um there will be a, a pitch inspection. As always. Yeah. Um, so I did see a tweet actually about Sedge coming out and saying the rain just carried on and yeah, carried yeah. on. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, you know, these sort of things happen. And I don't know, a pitch like that, it's it's not the greatest pitch. Um, it seems to be, yeah, it's just a soggy one. But, again, free scoring, Sedge. Yeah. Free scoring. Okay, yeah, they they lost. Um at the weekend, but during the week to come back from three nil down and win four three, it's cr- that's really good.
1: Yeah, that's that's incredible. It's the 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 kind of sort, well the kind of story that you want to hear about, even if it's not your team. Uh, to turn three goal at half time to four three at full time that's amazing. It doesn't happen, does it? It doesn't yeah. happen often. No, no, it doesn't. No.
0: Unless you call Liverpool. Yeah. The the yeah, <laughs> well, it yeah, time they are actually, yeah. Um, but. In terms of that, I mean, it was... Uh, Joe Walton's been getting on the score sheet again, who is uh, in that team week in, week out, as long as he's there. He's a really good player. But during the week against uh, Hansford, uh, Hansworth, sorry, it was Emile Sinclair, the uh, the legend of Emile. He was on the score sheet, he started it off, and sometimes you need that experience in them games that can just spur you on. And is that a mixture of having... Or, or is it Danny? Is it having an experienced side to come back into that or do you need some youthful youthfulness to to spur that flair on?
1: Oh, I, I, mm, I don't think it... You can have either, I think, really. Yeah, a bit of both definitely helps. Um, you want the energy, even even if you're at a loss, the go for broke sort of energy attitude, probably more found in your youngsters um, and your experience, they've probably been there before.
0: Yeah, I mean, we've... We could say with youngsters if they've got no fear so whatever happens happens if they shoot they miss they're not bothered yeah. that's that's just the way uh, their attitudes are as, as a young footballer coming up because you have so much confidence you feel like you can do whatever it's not until you get to about in most most cases 28 plus that um, you actually start to think about your football a, l- a little bit more rather than just doing what you're doing um, Mike cars mentioned George Weir Uh, Mike, I don't know if you listened last week, but we've got a new rule for this, for his quiz game. Uh, Quiz question, sorry. You've got three answers. You can have three answers, so we'll take that one as your first one. So you're more than welcome to have two more. Helen, I was asked about the football offside rule. I told an individual to Google search it. Could you explain the rule? Oh, Helen. I'm going to have to build myself up for that. We'll come back to it. I'll build myself up. Because Sedge are also playing at home again during the week, and they are playing goal in the N.C.E.L. League Cup on Wednesday. Winnable?
1: Um, yes. I would think so. Yeah.
0: It's, a, it's a good we, game. Cedra are at the top of their league, in the top three, the three scoring goals. I'd like to think that any team that they play at the minute, this season, that every game is winnable. Yeah. I, I, t- I wouldn't have expected them to lose to Grimsby. to be fair. I, I wouldn't, but... No sometimes when you are scoring so many goals you do get complacent and, and you do concede a lot sometimes in, in non-league when, when you've got a free scoring team it's all about who scores the most goals mm-hmm. and unfortunately against Grimsby it was Grimsby that scored the most goals but then against Hansworth it was Liversidge who scored the most goals so that's one of them we are going to touch back on England again they play Kosovo And what I like so, so much about this fixture is how Kosovo are so grateful for England. Um, Do you know the background behind it, Danny?
1: Um, Not 100% sure. I don't know where you're going. Sorry.
0: So Kosovo um, are now an independent country. Uh, Maybe 15, 20 years ago, they weren't and it was British... uh, British soldiers... British shoulder... British soldiers... No, I can't even say it now.
1: British... Soldiers. (laughs) You You almost had me doing
0: it then. I was trying to help you. Yeah. British... Soldiers. Soldiers. There we go, we're in. Went over and helped Kosovo become their own country. And they were very, very grateful... And I've seen on social media this week banners from the from the Kosovo people saying thank you to England, thank you for this opportunity. Twenty years ago, you came over to help us. Twenty years on, now we can play with you.
1: Yeah, that's brilliant.
0: In an international fixture, what what a touching story. After England have played the one thousandth game the 1,001 game is against a team that are so grateful for the country of England that they're honoured to be playing against them in a tournament. Absolutely brilliant. Um, now we've touched on why it's an important game and why I'm so happy to to talk about the game. 7-0 England won last night. Kosovo going to have a chance?
1: I think so. I think they played quite well when the... Uh when they played against us in Southampton. And I don't see why not. I think they're going to be up for it. Um, I can't remember. Do they still have a chance of qualifying? I believe? No, Kosovo, not?
0: Kosovo can't qualify now, unfortunately. Czech Republic qualified out of the England group.
1: Ah, right, OK.
0: So I think um, Southgate will play an unexperienced side. Yeah. just to give them the experience if I'm honest with you. So that'll be really interesting. It will be a good game and obviously there will be a Huddersfield Town player playing.
1: There will indeed, yeah.
0: Flo Hadrid and I who is I'm his biggest fan. <laughs> uh, yeah, no I'm not. But it's good that we can still relate an England fixture um, with Huddersfield yep. which is which is excellent for, for the local community. Helen, right. Offside rule So, the line of defence. Whoever is the last man in their own half is the last man of their defence. Now, the line of defence is the closest part of their body that they can use in football to their goal. So, if they are side on, facing a touchline, and their left shoulder... I'd say that again, I can't get my (laughs) word down. Their left shoulder... Shoulder there we go. We got it. The left shoulder is facing their own goal. That will be their last line of defense Now the attacking player is Next to them and they're going towards that left shoulder But they are be they are in front of the player's left shoulder. So you're imagine So Helen you're the striker and you're facing the defender's goal, I'm the defender you're standing in front of them, so you're on side you're on side at the minute you're on side if that goal ge- if that ball gets played to you, that's fine you're offside now, if you move forward to make a run and any part of your body that can be used in football passes that left shoulder. And the ball is passed to you. On that stroke of that pass, when that player has touched that ball to pass to you, if your shoulder is has gone past the defender's left shoulder, because you can use your, your upper body, you can you can't use your arm, but you can use your shoulder. If that is now past it, you are classed as offside. I hope that helps. I don't know the full rule book. But that's, I think that's, I think that's pretty good explanation, Danny.
1: I, I must admit, I'm interested why you went with shoulder.
0: It's just, yeah, I'm looking at you face on, and I just looked at your shoulder. And shoulder. Oh. And I think it's because I couldn't say soldier.
1: It's not it? <laughs> <laughs> ah! Shoulder. Shoulder. you tried to say soldier.
0: That's it. But you said shoulder. I think, I think, just because I couldn't say it, that that was the main thing, and I just, I wanted to redeem myself, right. I'm going to ask the quiz question again quickly and then we're going to do a, something and then we'll do the answer. So, quiz question. Who was the only player to be capped internationally by a non-European country to win the PFA Young Player of the Year? You've got, you've got a f- couple of minutes to get your answers in. We've only got Mike so far, which is George Weyer. Mike, you still allowed two more answers. Anybody else, get your answers in. So, Danny, it's now time for... Get ready for this The Cain Hall Sports Show On HWD Hospital Radio With Danny Shaw Sponsored by Helen Moore's game
1: Brilliant I like, I like it oh, I can't wait for next week's uh, name for I can't game. wait for next week's <laughs> either <laughs> I don't know how you're going to add to that one
0: <laughs> <of the sport, laughs> really. I'm going to try I might get Simon involved Simon's is I might get him involved with it
1: <laughs> So We do uh, sorry. We will start with Leeds versus Blackburn. You went for 3-0. I went for 2-1 and it was 2-1 oh, So great. I took 30 points for that one. Uh, you took 10 for the win. I
0: believe I so got 10
1: Preston versus Huddersfield you went for the draw I went for the Preston. Yeah,
0: win. you were you were trading, weren't you?
1: I, I was a little bit. I don't like to bet against as West Yorkshire sides, but I kind of had to on this one. I were right. I didn't get the score right, so I only got ten points. Yeah, but it's ten points, isn't it? It's, it's not bad. Ten points more. Um, I believe we both went. We did. We both went for Bradford, and it was a draw, so no points for either of us. Barnsley versus Stoke. I could see why Helen was unimpressed with you. Yes, we can see that. You did go for Stoke, and Stoke did win. Uh, you got 10 points for that yes I needed them 10 uh, Kendall versus Brighouse we both went for Brighouse Brighouse didn't win uh, so nil, uh, no points Liversidge versus Grimsby uh, I think we both went for Liversidge we went for the same score Liversidge didn't win um, I'm,
0: I'm going to go back to the Brighouse one I'm blaming Kurt for that that's I, his fault I, I'm going to ring him up after this I would
1: certainly blame Kurt they were winning 2-1 yeah, before he got yeah exactly off. his so, fault I'm
0: going to blame him It's all Kurt Kurt's Harris fault.
1: <laughs> Full named him, right? Twitter at Kurt Harris. <laughs> uh, and the last game at Hansworth versus Sedge Again, we both went for a Sedge win. Uh, they did win. Uh, oh, you went one 0 and they won four three. So you got fifteen points. For yes,
0: that. I needed. I needed that. And I got 5. ten
1: points for saying that they would win. Yeah. Overall, you got thirty five points. I got fifty points. Oh no. So I, I gained a bit more of a lead. I
0: can't believe it.
1: You're on three hundred overall. And I'm on 335. Oh, that's so, so bad. So we will. I really Sunday's need weeks. a good week. You do need a good week. I really do. But it happens. I think one week I got 45 points on you, so it can swing back that way so quickly. Yeah, it can. Um, the first game: Walking versus Halifax. Two nil. Walking. Two nil to Walking. Yeah. I'm gonna go for a draw. I'm go for a one-all. Oh, interesting. Little little fence sitter there. Um, Brighouse versus Trafford 2-0 Brighouse 2-0 Brighouse 2-0 And then I might
0: just go
1: 2-0, 2-0, 2-0 I um, was thinking that um, Brighouse I think I think they're going to win I'm going to go
0: for 3-1 3-1 Interesting Mike car's commented Kane is a former local league referee That was a good effort On the offside rule really. Yes Thank you Mike A uh, nice oh, bit great. of approval
1: eh? Thank you uh, Liversidge versus Stavely 4-1, Liversidge 4-1, going for a big score I think I might do the same
0: Oh, you're going to copy?
1: No, I'm not, I'm not, not the I same I mean, I don't mind it A, a big score, oh, I'm going okay, go for okay, 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 to okay, score okay, a lot of okay. goals. Um, I'm going to go for five Ooh, five Three Ooh, that is a big score Why goal? not? Uh,
0: it's over to you now to pick these ones It
1: is, yes And we are going to go to Kosovo versus England Kosovo. Uh, Kosovo 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 Okay it's Kosovo There's plenty of ours. Kosovo <laughs> That'll do Kosovo um, Okay Oh well, we'll Alright we'll, we'll come on Come, back come on another time. We're going to
0: run out of time here yeah? uh, Absolutely uh, I'm <laughs>
1: going to go for a narrow win Absolutely Oh we forgot to mention that <laughs> yeah. as well We'll get to that a bit later <laughs> on too uh, Absolutely So Yeah England Narrow win I think um, 2-1 I'm going to go for Kosovo score first
0: Okay I'm going to go 2 one.
1: Two, oh you're going to go for the draw Yeah, yeah like I said
0: yeah. I think they'll play it
1: in the side uh, Bradford versus that's Shrewsbury. Gonna, that's
0: gonna backfire. <laughs>
1: uh, Bradford versus Shrewsbury. I'm gonna go for a Brantford win. I don't really know. Why. I am
0: gonna go two. I'm gonna. I'm gonna agree with that. Uh, Are you win two one because I am.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Go on, you twisted my arm. Oh, twisted it. Liverpool versus Guo. I'm gonna go for a Liverpool win. Yeah. I'm gonna go three one.
0: I'm gonna go four one then. Four one. Yeah. So that's that. Um. Andy has put Messi, Weah, or Fat Ronaldo.
1: Okay. So that would be the Brazilian Ronaldo. Yes, I'd yeah. imagine so,
0: because we know the Cristiano Ronaldo <laughs> is definitely not fat if you look at his pictures on Google Images. Not that I'd do that, just saying, um, but... He's out there. Yeah, it's <laughs> took <a
1: turn>.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, David S has commented, Evening all, I took Helen's advice uh, and Googled the offside rule after nearly 62 years, I can say. I almost get it now. Um, the answer for the quiz question, Danny, do you want to say it?
1: Yeah, certainly. The, uh, the PFA Young Player of the Year that is capped internationally by a non-European country is Harry Kewell.
0: Harry Kewell and I got it in my second go. Uh, Danny, am I right in saying that Mike, R and Andy have got these wrong with George Weah Messi, Messi uh, and Fat Ronaldo because... The PFA is only in England. I think
1: it's only England. I do believe so, yeah.
0: Come on, gents, you should have known, you should have known. But it was Harry Cuell. I got that in my second Hold guess.
1: On. Hold on, if, if you're going to out them for that, I think I should out it for uh, for you as well, because your first two guesses, you didn't know that either.
0: Yeah, we PFA. could do, but we're going to move on. The
1: Kane Hall Sports Show on HWD Hospital Radio. Over to the F1. To the F1, right. This weekend we have the Brazilian Grand Prix. Hamilton races as the driver's champion, Mercedes as constructor's champion. The the boss isn't even turning up. Toto Wolf has got business in Europe, so he's he's not gone over, but he will be working remotely from wherever he is. Uh, I think this is the first, in fact, his first race he's ever missed uh, since he joined in 2013. Uh, the only thing that there's, that there's really left to sort out is is wins and, and places, really. So if you want to get on that podium, now's your chance. Uh, for the Drivers' Championship, there's a third place to fight for between Leclerc, Vettel and Verstappen, the two Ferrari drivers and a Red Bull. Then there's sixth place to fight for. Albon is currently in sixth place, and he, he is in front of Carlos Sainz and um, Pierre Gasly, Pierre Gasly who, is, who was the Red Bull driver at the beginning of the season but Albon took that place and he has overtaken him so he's got a few few more races to make sure he stays in front of him um, the race takes place this Sunday at 5pm and Leclerc faces a 10 place grid penalty for changing his engine although he will be able to, to run uh, the engine that they're going to use for 2020 so it's a good uh, good place for them to test uh, going forward uh, to the 2020 season Um other things that are sort of happening uh, there's a lot of uh, confirmations or you know rumours going about of, of drivers where they're going to go where they're going to be uh, one in particular which is uh, somewhat upsetting is Nico Hulkenberg I, um, I believe nothing's been necessarily confirmed um, where he is, I believe he uh, Sorry, is uh, currently at uh, Renault I think uh, Esteban Ocon has taken the drive he was in Formula 1 before Hülkenberg is now left without a drive uh, He. Th- there will be an open seat um, at Williams because Robert Kubica has requested that his contract be ended again, he was a former uh, driver from way back he suffered an injury he had to drop out the sport, he's tried to come back, it hasn't worked out. So he's requested that his seat be given to somebody else, which is fair enough, I suppose. But I don't think Hulkenberg wants to go there, and the only other options are as like reserve drivers. So it could be him finishing the sport altogether, which is a bit of a shame. It has often been described as the fastest racer outside of the of the people in the top teams. So he never really got that big of a shot to do it, and it looks like we might never see it. Um, and then Albon this week was also confirmed to be at Red Bull next season, more than likely with Max Verstappen. Most of the drivers, uh, uh, sorry, the drivers lineups are going to stay the same. Most of them are being retained by the uh, by the teams that they uh, they are at.
0: Very interesting, and I'm, I'm sure. Uh, we'll come a bit more on to that next week, won't we, Danny?
1: Yeah, certainly so.
2: Les Burgess, the youngster regarded as the biggest of all the off-season purchases. is on debut in the NRL, played for the nation at 18. Already regarded as one of the best in the game. And today, he will endeavour to rubber-stamp that profile. Five metres away. up for the short side. Burgess. He reaches out, and the bunnies are absolutely killing them. The dropout. Brought back by Sam Burgess. Oh, my goodness. He said, here I am, running at top speed. Stop me if you can. Oh, good tackle. Who got him? Pierce was hit by Burgess. That was a Burgess bell ringer. Hasn't got a lot of volume about it, but a John Sutton played at it with his feet and missed it completely. Burgess. He runs straight out, Sunnyville. There was your confrontation right there. Simville. he set the- Here's the kickoff, we're underway, one of the most awaited grand finals of all time. Burgess, and taken by Graham, and Burgess has come away, pointing at his cheekbone, I think. I just heard a sales trainer to talk to Mark Ellison, he said he had a fractured cheekbone. Well, here he is with the ball now, talk about John Sadler in 1970, we've got, I think, something similar here. And spun back and away for Reynolds to put a kick, a banana kick in. And Williams is taken down by Sam Burgess. Well, if he's got a broken cheekbone, it's not that apparent. He's talking and he's hitting hard and he's forced an error here. Keary makes a dart, gets out all the way to G.I. G.I.'s going to score. He's going to put it at the nail in the coffin. And the goanna crawls down to the northern end. Incredible scenes. Absolutely incredible scenes here of jubilation and joy. Ladies and gentlemen, South Sydney 2014 NRL Premiers! Tin away, Rabbitoh, Sam decides to dash at them. Sam Burgess has scored. Cook gets it back for Sam, they can't stop the big man. Sam Burgess. Down at the southern end of the ground. And here's a chance for Burgess, Cook, last tackle, oh, that's a try, he's onside, Sam Burgess, signals to the barrow.
0: I don't know about you, Danny, but that makes me feel so emotional. Um, I'm good I didn't get to play it when we spoke about Sam retiring, but I felt as if something needed to be played um, in terms of him just because of his, his influence. Around this area and what an amazing amazing person sportsman he is Um, so once again Sam Burgess thanks for the memories Um, what what a guy and I hope everybody listening enjoyed that and actually do feel quite tearful even though there's no video on that I can't see video there is a video on YouTube but that's just pure emotion from you can hear it in the commentators and what sams done how you, you know you can fracture your cheekbone in the first tackle of a game and play on it it's just incredible um amazing and um, jewsbury rams have signed morgan punchard from fev um making and they also making the most of the dual reds they've got with Hulk KR after confirming this season long loan with Will Oakes. Uh, Batley have signed George Senior, but I also want to mention something else about Batley. We've mentioned that they've signed two players of um, Rhys Dean and Jack Downs, but both of them have now dropped out of the squad um, due to work and, and things like that. So they're not going to be playing for them this season uh, both sides are back at pre-season and will play each other at this summer bash Ali has mentioned what What does anyone think about Sonny Bill going to, Ron- to Toronto crazy My f- first word crazy um, second one wow uh, third one how are they paying him hmm very interesting with a salary cap and Sonny Bill being Sonny Bill but great great for rugby league that is back there Great for North America, great for Toronto. I just hope it works out on all parts, costs. There's really a bit of stigma about Toronto playing in the European Super League and then being over there. I know we want to make rugby league bigger in America because it is such a big country. Um, and he is one of the world's biggest stars in rugby. is an absolute monster. What a lovely person. But in terms of rugby league great to have him back and I can't wait to see him play in action Um, possibly the last game for Wayne Bennett um, as part of the England and and GB coaching staff tomorrow uh, as Great Britain play Papua New Guinea Uh, England's women's also play Papua New Guinea Danny I'm not going to ask you you don't know much about Rugby League but um, you'd like to say Wayne Bennett's Roy Hodgson of football Okay, right, okay uh very old very set in his ways um had some good spells, but I think it's time he, he knocks it off now um i'm i'm not a i'm not a big believer in being uh, the coach of England and great Britain when he does that part time basically um mm-hmm. he's been coaching brisbane and moved over to south Sydney um while he's been coaching great Britain so um I'm not exactly too happy with it um but yeah he's he's great yeah he's great but uh, I think he's past it and I don't like some of his styles and his techniques in in the way he gets players to play the tackling is just not good enough for me you, you want to get people down on the floor rather than holding them up um, Anders mentioned Sam Burgess is a legend Ali put all the Burgess boys are legends absolutely agree with both of them statements and Helen's obviously uh, thanking Mike for for talking to each other about the offside rule. The Kane Hall Sports Show, with Kane and Danny. It's not all balls. It's not all balls, but guess what? We're going to talk about foot. No, I'm not. It is, it's not all balls. It's darts time, Danny. Look at that smile on <laughs> your face. The grand slam of darts. It's still going. Last week, I mentioned that it was going on, and it still is, because it is a long, long tournament. I'm going to give you the final league. Tables. Group A Michael Van Gurwen topped it with Adrian Lewis coming through in second, Jim Williams of the BDO third, and Ross Smith last. Group B James Wade first, Ian White, Steve Lennon, and Wesley Harms last. Just going to mention there Wesley Harms is the BDO number one. He got no points during the tournament. Uh, group C uh, last year's winner, going go in price finished first with Robert Thornton Dimitri Vandenberg what I thought might have qualified and Maruki Sisuke. I think I've said it right um, the women's world champion finished last unfortunately she, she got no points she was a little bit inconsistent as were most BDO players but she did play very well in stages uh, Group D Gary Anderson and Darren Webster, qualified, uh, with William O'Connor and Dave Paletti finishing third and fourth Dave Paletti BDO. He actually got two points, uh, which was good for the BDO, but he did finish last in the group. Jim Williams in group A actually got two points as well and finished third, but unfortunately. Um, Group E, Dave Chisnell won it with Rob Cross coming second, Jamie Hughes and Lisa Ashton, who, again, did well, but... Lacking consistency um, As all BDO players did Peter Wright Ryan Harrington The son of Rod Harrington Famous uh, world champion Danny Knopper and Wayne Warren BDO player, no points Like Lisa Rashman with no points um, <laughs> Group G Gabriel Clemens won that group Which I'm not too surprised about Because he can play But I'd have thought Daryl Ganey who came second Might have won it Brendan Dolan And Richard Van uh, came last in that group BDO player. Um, group H, you could say the group of death. It, Michael Smith qualified, Glenn Durant did, Nathan Aspinall and Martin Schindler lost that on that one. Now, Glenn Durant in this tournament is classed as a BDO player because he won the BDO championship last year, but he's not. His PDC players won PD PDC events this year. Um, So, we've been left with some really, really good players, with some really good games. Michael Smith has been hammering it, the dartboard. He's been winning for fun. Um, in terms of going forward, Danny, we're now at the quarterfinal stage, um, which is on tonight. Best of 31 legs. Peter Wright, Dave Chisnell. That is going to be a good game. Peter Wright... (laughs) He's playing really, really well. Really well. He beat Rob Cross in the second round, 10-3. It's going to be really tough for uh, Dave Chisnell. I mean, he's in form, is Dave? He beat Ryan Harrington, 10-3, but I just don't know if who's going to have that one. Now, Michael Smith and Glenn Durant, they've been having a bit of verbal this week, so that's going to be another interesting game. Unfortunately, I think Smith is just going to I think he's just going to take it because he has been playing well, but Glenn sticks in there. The other quarterfinals, another interesting one because last year... This is the first time these two have played each other since last year. Gerwin Price and Gary Anderson were in the final last year, and there was a massive thing going about it. Danny, I, I actually not, remember you know about it. this, yeah. yeah. Um, and basically, Gerwin Price got fined and told off about what happened on stage. So it's going to be a really interesting game. And Michael van Gerwen is playing Adrian Lewis. Um, Lewis has had a really good tournament he's trying to find some form again he wants to get himself in the top 16 uh, top 10 um, I don't think he can do it against Michael I can't pick a winner um, maybe MVG uh, do you want to pick a winner?
1: Um, I'm going to go for uh, Gary Anderson
0: Gary Anderson Hmm, interesting one that some really good games keeping out for Michael Smith, Glenn Durant and go in price Gary Anderson Danny that's pretty much it mate that's a lot. I hope you've enjoyed it. Everybody listening, whoever's been on the chat box in and going on there, thank you for getting involved. This has been the Kane All the Show. Say they.
2: The home of more music variety. music variety across Dewsbury and District Hospital and online. This is HWD Hospital Radio. HWD
0: Hospital Radio.